Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. You guys have a lot of choices out there. I truly do appreciate you making us part of your day each and every day. Means the world to us, man. It really, really does. Man, I have been delinquent in getting to your text messages today. So, uh, I like, I... I feel like lately there's just been so much going on that it's just hard to get to everything. Diesel, like, where are we as a show when it feels like four hours is not it's not enough time to get to everything that we need to get to today? Uh, we've got Jake Crane coming up next. Uh, the NFL has a problem that many people don't realize. That's coming up at 4.40 p.m. Then we've got the top five at 5 coming your way at 5 o'clock p.m. this afternoon. I'm going to get to your texts here momentarily on the show, but uh, I want to I want to share this. I have um, an inconvenient truth for you. I think that was like a documentary that Al Gore did, an inconvenient truth. Uh, it may have been about global warming, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I've got an inconvenient or a cold, hard truth for you. OK. And that is the following. Um, and you guys tell me. If this makes me a bad guy. All right. 844-326-3663. Uh, and 71307 on the carpro.com text line. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. The reality is this, folks. We need some of these, many of these transfer portal stories to bomb. We need them to fail. Okay? Um, This isn't to create the college football that I want or that you want. It's to create the best college football. Because what is happening, right, we coin different phrases on this show. Diesel has one called "What aboutism?" Grass is greenerism. <laughs> you know that should be another one. We it's it's an epidemic in our society today. People, you know, like when I was single, right? I was telling people it's never been easier to get a date. It's never been harder to find a relationship, ever. Like everyone is always convinced that there's something better out there. And if you've got a relationship, on a scale of one to ten, that's a seven. You don't work on it to like we as a society don't work on the relationship to make it a nine. We leave the relationship to try to go find a nine. That's the problem. 
It's the same with these kids at these at these schools. You know, like Andrew Makuba had a really good situation at Clemson. A really good situation at Clemson. Juice Wells had a really good situation at South Carolina. Like, let, I mean, let's think about this for a minute. Makuba is going to be the best player in that secondary next year. Oh, uh, no, I entered the transfer portal. Why? I don't know. Doesn't have to list a reason. Probably because he feels like he can get six figures somewhere else. Okay? Juice Wells entering the transfer portal. Why? I have no earthly idea. Maybe Spencer Rattler was his boy. Doesn't trust a young quarterback to get him a fo- the football enough to put up big numbers. Doesn't have to share a reason. But if you said to me, man, you're going to get to be the number one wideout on an SEC team. Okay? You're in the best conference. You're going to be the bona fide, no questions asked, number one wide receiver transfer portal. Grass is greater mentality. Do you know there's over 1,000 kids in the portal? What was the stat you said, Diesel, when the transfer portal was enacted, 8% of teams' rosters yeah, was, were from the transfer portal? Uh, just a few years ago, something like 6 7 8% of, of a team's roster were transfer players. Now it's, proje- it's projected that next year, after this cycle, your average team will have 20% transfer guys. One out of five. Right. And so you're like, well, what's so bad about mobility, flexibility, et cetera? Well, what's so bad is that players are leaving for the wrong reasons, and you don't have a chance to build a team anymore. To build a true team, you don't have the opportunity to do that. And that stinks. So, Diesel, I- I'll I'll go ahead and say it. You know, like, and I'm tired of seeing all these niceties on, on Twitter. There's a guy... The, the Florida Gator version of Chris Phillips is a guy called, in all kinds of weather, Neil Shulman. He's been on this show. Every time a Florida Gator transfers, he quote tweets it and says, thanks for all you did for the Gators, man. Wish you nothing but the best in your future ahead. Great, contrib- great, great contributions to Florida, man. And I'm like, well, but in order for this to stop, do we not? can we not say that some of these situations need not to work out? that some of these guys need to learn a very, very hard lesson, that, brother, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Do they not need to learn that? Does that make me a bad guy? Because I think in order for this market correction that needs to happen to happen, a lot of these situations need not to work out. I don't know how often it would probably appear the optics of it would not be good for a coaching staff to say to a player, well, there's X percentage chance you don't get on a roster anywhere. You should stay here. Like, I know that you, you want to transfer for whatever reason. Maybe you're chasing NIL dollars, whatever it might be. But there's a 25% chance, what, what the, whatever the number is, that you're not going to be on a roster next year. You're going to be sitting at home watching us play on TV. It's 40 to 50% 40, chance. There's a 50, there's a, there's a 50-50 chance you don't even make a roster somewhere else. And... I mean, you would you would know because players would, would record that conversation. They would post it on social media. Coach here is threatening me, saying that I'm not going to get, I'm not good enough to get on a roster somewhere else. That's the way they would frame it, despite whatever the coach had actually said. That's where that's what would happen, right? And they're not learning that. And then what what you see, Diesel, when you see the serial transferers, is that a word? Transfer when you see the serial transferers, like serial daters. When they realize the grass isn't greener, what do they do? They transfer again. Dylan Gabriel just transferred again from Oklahoma. Man, this, was, this place wasn't what I thought it was going to be. 
You know, guys, like stop it with the niceties. These guys are leaving your school. These guys are dumping you. I'm not saying you need to be mean to them. There are situations where transferring is appropriate. You know, um, guys, I I had a stop in my career where the I could never get a shot by the program director. I could never get a shot. I don't know why. The, the, the hosts that he chose all the time were like milk toast. And I, I am like this bag full of colorful candy. And I could never get a shot. And so I looked for a better job because I wasn't getting an opportunity where I was at. He liked really conservative, by-the-book, milk toast kind of, kind of hosts. And I, I could see the writing on the wall that I wasn't going to get an opportunity there. So if you can't get on the field and you're Joe Burrow, and you're like, man, I know I can ball, but I'm not getting on the on the field here. Transfer. If mom is sick or grandma is sick and you need to be home for medical reasons, transfer. Okay? But you know as well as I do, in the vast majority of cases, that's not what's going on here. These guys are tuned in to WIFM. What's in it for me? It's funny, Mark. I just had a conversation with a guy that I went to college with who's a, who's a program director in the state of South Carolina. And he told me that they dropped their morning show. And I'm not going to get into specifics here, but they dropped a heritage, been on the air for 20-plus years, coast-to-coast morning show in classic rock. And he took a risk. He said, these guys, this the show that's been on for 20 years, they're milk toast, man. They're boring. People aren't paying attention to them anymore. So they put on this really edgy morning show, like an in-your-face morning show on classic rock radio. And he went through the exact same steps that the program director goes through in Howard Stern. He had salespeople coming into his office saying, what the hell are you doing? I can't sell these guys. And he's like, just wait, just give it a chance. These guys are stars. It's going to take a little time for this market to warm up to them because they're really in your face. And then all of a sudden, a couple of months later, he has salespeople coming back saying, I got this, I got this, I got this. Sold, sold, sold. Money, money, money. They created a buzz. Yeah. They created a buzz. Good for them. What do you say we get to some of your text messages here on the, sh- uh, on the show? Does that make me a bad guy? Like, guys, some of these situations need to not work out, okay? I don't have to name a name. I'm just saying some of them need not to work out or else this is going to continue to explode. It's not going to be good for the sport. Uh, let's see here. Mark, I interned with Elle at V103 in Atlanta. Awesome, Brandon. Yes, yeah, she came on my show in Atlanta. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, another layer of this, Jordan Travis, this epic, unreplaceable player whose presence or lack thereof literally is the difference between an undefeated season, undefeated team making the playoff or not, did not get an invite to the Heisman ceremony. If he was the end-all of FSU's success or failure, shouldn't he have been there? Clemson Oculus. 100%. 100% Clemson Oculus. And so the other point is this. If your star player goes down, Diesel, why play after that anymore? Why? Yeah, why not just shut down the season? Yeah, shut down. the. Hey, listen, he went down. Our star went down. We know what you think of us now. What we, what we do doesn't matter at this point because, what you're going, because of what you're going to assume. 
the hell out of here, man. I can't. I just can't with this anymore. Uh, let's see. I'm sure we will get to this at some point because we have a full. But I'm intrigued by the matchups. I think these matchups are bad, bad. Uh, Texter says, uh, I have no idea who to pick in either playoff matchup. We'll take some serious game film watching. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, Mark, um, I think the show before you, writer than you, the guy said, isn't the irony, the ACC blocked expansion one year ahead instead and got left out of for this and got left out of the uh, out of the playoff for this? Isn't that some terrible irony? It is. But again, guys, you can't just blame the ACC for doing what they thought was best, right? You, you got to trust the committee to get it right. I don't know. I mean, it's a good point by writer than you. I think that's a fantastic show. Um, when Alabama blows out Michigan, all the Michigan cheating scandal screamers will be grateful FSU wasn't there to wave the white flag. Oh, I won't be. If we're going by Vegas spreads, why did the Bengals even get to play Monday night football last night? 10-point underdogs won, Diesel. Yeah, they didn't have Joe Burrow. They won at Jacksonville. How was that allowed? Why were they allowed to be here? Why were they allowed to play in that game? You don't have your star quarterback. That's not how it works. Oh, wait, wait, but, but you won that game. You won that game that you shouldn't have been given a chance to play. Right? You won that game. I can't handle this crap. I just can't handle it. That's why I've been a proponent of college football playoff expansion. Because sometimes the underdog is going to win in the playoff. And people will point to the favorite winning a game and saying, see, told you, told you they didn't belong here. But then an underdog is going to win. Texter says TCU last year was Florida State this year. Uh, they lost to a weak Kansas State team in the big championship and still made it. Florida State uh, beat the same ranked team in the ACC and got left out. No, it's not the same thing, Texter. Florida State uh, is not the same as TCU. Florida State has an elite defense, okay? And you can't just say, man, without a quarterback, they're going to get railroaded. You can't say that. You can't say that. Uh, I'm glad McElroy didn't argue that a serviceable QB couldn't win the championship because he did for Alabama, and he was barely serviceable. That's a good point. Game manager you down there at Alabama. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Oregon deserves a better opponent, Texter says. They get Liberty Diesel. What do you say about that? Liberty did what they needed to do to get into that position. I, I don't understand. I, I we, We've just been spent an entire hour and 15 minutes railing on the bias of a playoff, and then Texter is equally as biased. You never know. You never know until you play the game, Texter. And if Oregon is is that uh, butthurt about it, half of their players can sit out and they can lose. Hunt GPT says new band name: Don Munson and the Sh- and the Sweaty Sh- Sweaty. Say it. Sweaty peanut butter balls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Has anyone asked if we simply flipped Clemson and FSU this year? Would Clemson have been left out? I think so. Well, no, because um, Clemson doesn't have a star quarterback. He doesn't have a star quarterback. Uh, I honestly and truly believe that Caleb Williams is Ryan Leaf 2.0. I don't see him leading the Bears to anything productive. We'll see. He had no defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes didn't lead Texas Tech to anything productive. 
in, in Lubbock, Texas, right? He had no defense. Amazing what happens when you give him a defense. Uh, Wolverine Joe says, long gone is the reason for a kid to go to college for an education. Wasn't JT Daniels a serial transfer player? He's retired now due to too many head injuries. Uh, Michigan J. Todd says, you're probably a bad guy here, Mark, but I am right there with you about these transfers. I am pulling for many to fail in their future. <laughs> you, went, you went further than I did. I just want the move not to work out. Diesel, I've made moves in my life that didn't work out. I've physically moved locations. The moves didn't work out. I just want their move not to work out. Brandon says Tulane should have gotten another chance at New Year's Six. Why, Brandon? Tulane lost in their conference championship game by double digits. Why should they? Why do they deserve another chance at a New Year's Six game? They lost. Texter says, uh, Mark, the committee could have left Florida State out after the Florida game, and they threw them a bone, and they still failed. Well, what, what does that prove to you? Who failed? The committee failed. Florida State won, right? So uh, what that proves to you is that there was late pressure on the committee to put in compelling games, the most compelling games. Before that pressure mounted on them, they had Florida State in. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, Bo Collins is in the transfer portal. We knew that was happening and is visiting Notre Dame. We've got Jake Crane joining us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate, joined right now by the very talented. He's on red carpet movie premieres. He is newly married and he is living well. Jake Crane from Crane and Company. Love his appearances on our show, whether we agree or disagree, and he joins us right now. Um, Jake, I, so I have said something today, Jake, that I think some folks could say might make me a bad person. And I want to bring, I, I want to bring you into this. Okay. Because like when I see, uh, no reasons given for entering the transfer portal and I shared Jake that, you know, I've been at stops in my career where, you know, the program director wanted more conservative hosts that were a little bit more milk toast and that was kind of afraid of, the color and variety that I brought to a show, I didn't get an opportunity. I transferred. I did the same thing as transferring. I left. I went somewhere else, right? I've done that in, mm -hmm. my, in my career. 
if you've got a sick mom or a sick grandmother, I think there's very valid reasons to transfer. But we never hear any reasons, and I'm left to believe that the vast majority of these reasons is either greed, money, or grass is greener mentality. Do we not need to root for some of these instances to fail, um, some of these moves to fail, so that we teach these young people that the grass is not always greener? Well, you know, Mark, as a matter of fact, a lot of them do. You know, I, I don't think we ever talk about the amount of players that are left in the transfer portal that, that don't find a place. Uh, it's amazing we never really hear about that. It's, it's back page news, but it happens a lot. It happens at an alarming rate. Uh, you know, we don't talk about some of the, the opportunities for high school players that get taken away scholarship-wise when you're able to not only transform a roster uh, under the old rules of 25 scholarships, you know, per year. Now you can do it with 85. Well, if guys can play six, seven years now and they're transferring from school to school, those scholarships are going to eat up some of the high school opportunities once you get to the point where those may be the last offers they have or those may be the last Division One offers they have. So there is a, a negative side to this. Now, when it comes to the ability to transfer, I'm fine with the one-year free transfer rule outside of the conference that you're in. I believe if you're going to transfer from LSU to Arkansas – and, and there are caveats, like you said, if there's a sick parent or something like that, they make waivers for, waivers for that. We've seen that before. That's not a new practice. And also, if the head coach is fired or leaves or, or retires or goes to the NFL, I believe you ought to be able to transfer if just if the head coach leaves. So whenever you let something out of the box with no rules and no guardrails, uh, it's going to come back to bite you. It's not going to be a refined product. And, and that's what we've got with the transfer portal. There are positive sides to it as, as well, though. But, no, I, I don't think we should root for anybody to fail because the math tells us a lot of them will actually fail. Jake, I, I'm looking at this article that came out earlier today from Dan Murphy, ESPN staff writer. Uh, he says that NCAA President Charlie Baker has proposed new rule changes that would allow Division I schools to pay their athletes in ways that are not tied to educational resources. He goes on to say things like choosing uh, the amount of scholarships, uh, players that they would like to have on their roster. They could be flexible on their roster size, recruiting, transferring rules. It feels like the high-ups think this will fix things, but it's only going to make things worse. Now, I know there's a lot of details that still have to come out about this. I don't know if you've had a lot of time to yeah. dig into this at all. But are we going down a, a pathway like a Pandora's box where every every change that they think is, is going to make things better will actually make it worse? Well, I, I need to see the whole thing before I'm able to opine on it. I, I just have surface-level knowledge like, like most people out there right now outside of the people that are actually – uh, you know, that know exactly what's, what's in this or what the final product of this is going to be. But I will say this, if it is allowing for even more freedoms without any checks and balances, it's not good. We, 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 we need to be adding, and typically I'm not a red tape guy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a regulations guy. But in this situation, it's so free already, it actually needs to be regulated to an extent uh, to be able to have some more control and, and not just have a, a product that is that is just unbelievably malleable left and right all the time. I think it would create more problems than it would solve. Jake, I want to open up the floor to you here. Have this boy be more of a, uh, a roundtable or town hall format for this particular question and just hear your ideas 
for the transfer portal issues and the yeah. uh, the NIL issues. And I want to share mine with you uh, very briefly. I think scholarships and coaching contracts should be through the end of the year, including bowl season. Uh, that's point number one. I think uh, point number two is everybody should be allowed one free transfer. Every other transfer, you're sitting out a year. And point number three, we need a salary cap for NIL. If we set it at, say, your max earnings are a million dollars a year, every time you transfer, that goes down by 25%. So it works very much like the NBA's free agency, where the team that has the player gets what's called Larry Bird rights, and they can sign that player for more than anybody else can. You stick with your school, your NIL potential earnings don't go down. Uh, you transfer, they do go down. Those are some ideas that I have, Jake, and I'm, I'm just curious what ideas you have because it seems like we might be in a – we are in agreement that something needs to be done. Yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of went through the transfer portal, you know, scenarios that, that, that I believe uh, that, that somewhat align with, with what you said. Now, when it comes to NIL, I, I think we've made this thing a lot more complex than what it needs to be. The whole reason – that that the NCAA is not in this is because they they didn't want there to be a middleman. To me, somebody somebody like myself, I benefit off name, image, and likeness. We've just been a movie where I'm benefiting off my name, image, and likeness. So it would be hypocritical if I were to say, no, they don't need to benefit off name, image, and likeness. But here's what I think. I think if you're going to have an NIL deal, it needs to be between the player and their people. And let's say if it's Bryce Young and Dr. Pepper – then it needs to be between Bryce Young's people and Dr. Pepper's people. There is no collective. That's where this thing – and I've got buddies that work on collectives, and, and they're smart to do it. But I think that's where we really jump the shark here because now it is, it is truly a business deal between two parties. And within that, you say, all right, listen, if you're coming here and we're going to give you this NIL deal in this contract that is between our entity and you, not the school – the school's not in the middle. It's not drawing from some collective between you and that party. And you have to stay here for at least two years. It's in the contract. If you do not stay or you leave before those two years or three years, you have to pay back the money this NIL deal gave you. That's good, solid business. There's give and take. Not only do you have something that's more structured and not as corrupt, you now are teaching a pretty good life lesson to that 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old in that there's multiple sides to this business. So I think where we went array and, and kind of went, went out of bounds was when we started putting these collectives together and having the school be the middleman. That's where it's gotten messed up in my opinion. Jake, we had Don Munson, the play-by-play -play voice of Clemson athletics on the show about an hour ago, and he was talking, he wouldn't get into specifics about some of the, the ways that Clemson uses NIL that your average fan probably doesn't know about. Uh, are, are there any avenues or schools that you see doing NIL the right way that you think should be applauded for it? Well, you know, I, again, what, what is the right way? To me, I want to win. So, like, to me, the right way is the most efficient way. The right way is the smartest way. The right way is the, the way that gives us the most bang for their buck. Now, I do believe this. I believe if I'm going to spend my NIL money, I'm spending more of it in the transfer portal than I am for high school kids. Because if I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to go get a more proven commodity. I talked about this today than a projection. It's just like in the NFL. Some GMs would rather go sign a bunch of free agents where they know how they compete. They know how good they are in the NFL as opposed to just relying on a ton of new draft picks because you really don't know. 
So uh, to me, I, I, I don't want to build the whole team out of the transfer portal, but I think you plug holes in the ship with it. You need a tackle, go get a tackle. You need a corner, go get a corner. If you got to spend a little more in NIL to go get that three-year starter corner that you know is going to come in and be able to understand how to play at this level and the moment's not going to be too big for him, as opposed to a kid coming out of, I don't know, Clay Chalkville High School, I, I don't blame you. So, uh, to me, the right way is the most efficient way. I mean, I, you know, you got to look at, at Georgia. you got to look at the teams at the top because th- that's why they're at the top. Jay Crane from Crane & Company joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. It's amazing we've gotten this far without uh, getting into the college football playoff yeah. committee debacle, Jake. And I saw your take on this. I was, I was proud of you for it, and I – Jake, I, I said today I um, I upset a Sports Center anchor today uh, because I, I said that many of the media personalities we watch have been bought and that I yeah. thought the committee had been bought. And when I say that, Jake, here's what I mean. If you pick matchups based on television ratings or you pick matchups based on I don't feel like seeing Florida State, you were bought. That's 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 exactly what I what I mean by that. You did not pick uh, you did not select the teams the right way to me, Jake. Florida State was the second most obvious shoe in to Washington. Now, you and I have debated Michigan, but I think Washington, no question marks. Florida State to me, no question marks, even with the injury. Michigan, you have the question mark of what to do with them because of the sign stealing. And then if you're going to include Michigan, the debate is between Alabama and Texas. If you're not going to include Michigan, Alabama and Texas are in. But to me, I'm amazed that Florida State was even in the conversation to be eliminated, let alone eliminated entirely. This is one of the greatest injustices that I have seen in my sports viewing life, Jake. And I'm a Florida Gator graduate who hates Florida State Mm -hmm. with every fiber of my being. The floor is yours. Yeah, l- listen. It's like I said the other day. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Alabama isn't a better team than Florida State when Florida State doesn't have Jordan Travis. But but that isn't what this is about. What 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 this is about was it set a precedent, and there's a reason they can get away with it. And I think it's the main reason why they did it. And, and I'll get to that in a second. But it sets a precedent that the regular season really doesn't matter. That that's what it did. You can sit here and, and try and argue it all you want, but this is a Power Five team in a Power Five conference that went 13 and 0. Won their, won their Power 5 Conference Championship, was ranked in the top four pretty much most of the end of the year, scheduled two SEC teams at a conference that beat them in a conference that had a winning record against the SEC overall. Okay, those, those things have to matter. The whole season has to matter. Now, when it comes to what happened at, at the end, here's the part I don't understand. If you think, because in every other business in the world, it is about making money, right? That, that's just the truth. We can all, what, what do you think? College football is different? It's a billion-dollar industry. They make more money than just about anybody. They say there's a report came out today that ESPN is going to make $150 million more because Alabama is in as opposed to Florida State. With what's going on over there, with the layoffs that have gone on over there, you don't think they need that money? I'm not saying it's the sole reason. There was an opportunity for them to do it, and they did it. They took the opportunity. Here's my question. Nobody can answer this for me. If Florida State is so bad now, if they're just so bad that, that you can't even think about putting them in the playoffs, then how are they still ranked ahead of Georgia and Ohio State? Somebody please explain that to me. Nobody can do it because it's unexplainable. If Florida State is so bad now and you can't put them in the playoffs, why didn't you drop them down earlier? 
Why didn't after the North Alabama game? Why didn't you do it? Or after the Florida game? Why didn't do it? Why didn't you do it? You know why you didn't do it? Because it's a TV show. That's what it is. If you'd have dropped them down already, we'd have all known the four that were in. It wouldn't have mattered, and they wouldn't have had half the people watching that watched it. But they built it up to put one of the most contrived dramas ever put on TV. You have anchors saying one thing on one side of the coin, and then four days later, they all happen to work for the same company. I'm not making this up. They're saying the exact opposite thing. You can accuse me of a lot of things. You cannot agree with me. You can think that, that what I'm saying is stupid. But you can never accuse me of, of, of getting, getting my takes bought. You can never accuse me of that. And I don't know specifically, you know, any things that went on, you know, behind closed doors. But there's just a lot that's adding up to a common conclusion that I think we can all agree with. So I understand if the best teams are supposed to be in, if Georgia played Washington on a neutral site, Georgia would be favored. Why isn't Georgia in? Ohio State would probably be favored against Washington. Why isn't Ohio State in? I don't understand it. But then you look at the money, and it makes a whole lot of sense. That's what I think happened, but guess what? You know why they can get away with it? And I know I'm being long-winded, because this is the last year of the four-team playoff. We're going to a 12-team playoff. Now our squabbles will be over teams getting in at the 11th and 12th seed. Or this team should have been a 7, or this should have been an 8. We will never squabble over an undefeated Power 5 conference champion again. They took that. They saw an opportunity. They took it, and they knew it was the last year of the 14 playoffs. That's what I think happened. Now, Jake, you said something within that that I found fascinating that I hadn't heard. The 150 million dollars Alabama number. You are now in this realm, you know, of 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 ratings and subscriptions, and and we are too to a degree. But you're involved in a movie, et cetera. Can you explain to me? how they arrive at this number? Because you, if you're an advertiser, you buy into the playoff before the playoff. So if you think the mm-hmm. ratings are going to be higher with Alabama, is it worth $150 million more to future playoffs? Or how, how, did, how do you think they arrived at that number? You know, I, I think it's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, you, you look at and listen, I'm not trying to knock Florida State and say they don't have fans. I know Florida State's a big brand. I know that Florida State... When they're rocking and rolling, they can get as hot as just about anybody. But when it comes to Alabama, just from a viewership standpoint, more people, I think, would watch Alabama playing Michigan because more people believe those two teams are better. And I understand that argument. I I understand it. I get that. It'll probably be a much better game. But as far as as support and as far as being a brand, Alabama is on another level. Alabama is the Starbucks of the college football brand. Michigan is the Starbucks of the college football brand. You got Starbucks playing Starbucks. That's a lot better than Starbucks playing a, you know, I don't know, maybe a, a coffee from McDonald's, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I, I'm not, I, that's one report I saw. It didn't surprise me. I don't think it was wrong. Uh, but, but I just think you look at brand, you look at viewership, and obviously more viewership, that equals more dollars. Uh, and, again, it's an SEC team, guys. But let's not forget what conference they're associated with. Who's associated with ESPN the Titus? It's the SEC. They're, they're the two mega rangers in the deal, just like Fox and the Big Ten. Now, Jake, I just want to offer you this. Put this bullet in your holster because I'm sure you've heard from the we don't want another TCU people. Uh, just just mention Oregon 2015. Just mention Alabama 2018, Clemson 2019, Ohio State 2020, Alabama again in 2021. All of those teams were blown out in the national championship game. And those are just national championship games. That doesn't mention the dozen or more blowouts in the semifinal games. You go back and you look at this thing, 
you look at all of the scores year over year in the semifinals and the and the playoffs, you get crap football every single year because you just don't know. There's no guarantee that the number one and the number four team are going to end up in a in a 35. 32 type of game. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. So putting that against TCU is unfair because that TCU team won a playoff game. Yeah. That's what people just gloss over that fact. And you want to know why I get it. That's 65. That's an ugly number. That's an ugly, ugly number. 63 to 28, Jake. 63 to 28. LSU beat the doors off Oklahoma in 2019. 63 to 28. I'm with you, but people don't talk about that TCU team that beat Michigan. And think about this, guys. Think about this. TCU got in last year over Alabama, right, because they had one less loss, and that TCU team lost their conference championship game. They lost the game before the playoff, and they still got in. And Florida State doesn't get in? Like, it's just – it's why, and people say, oh, well, look in the criteria. It says an injury kit. That's one factor. If, if in that, that pamphlet or whatever with the rules in it, it said, but the usurping rule or the most important rule is that if somebody's hurt, they can be overridden. That's a totally different story. People point out that one thing and thinks it just, think it just overrides every other factor on that list. Florida State had a better record against the top 25. They beat two teams from that conference. Their conference had a winning record against the SEC. I just... You know, I I was shocked they did it. Uh, to be honest with you, because it it just it means the regular season really doesn't matter. Like I would never schedule a good team in the non-conference again. Never, not once. That's exactly what we've said. We like we have said. Why would you ever do that? Right? Yeah. If if you are LSU, replace FSU, Florida State with Florida International, and guess who's dancing yeah. in the 12-team playoff? It's LSU. And Mark, and Mark, the funny part is a lot of these people that didn't want Florida State in are the same ones making fun of the SEC for playing weak teams uh, the, week before, the week before the last week yeah. of the season. They're the exact same ones. They talk out of both sides of their mouth because either they haven't thought it through or they're doing it on purpose. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jake, I got to hear about Lady Ballers, man. What? Okay. Uh-huh. So, so I, I, so <laughs> admittedly, Jake, here's what I know. It's a movie that's on Real Daily Wire that is mm-hmm. made by you guys, and you're involved in the movie. You've been on the red carpet, and this is all I know. Can you share with us a little bit about the flick? How, how do I see it? How do, my, yeah. how do our listeners see it? Uh, it was awesome to see your involvement in this, man, and I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, it uh, it it's exploded, man. It's got ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the uh, number one most streamed movie uh, with with uh, holdovers right now in the world. And we're just we it's the biggest Daily Wire launch ever, bigger than than anything they've done before. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. Like it's it's been kind of a whirlwind last three or four days. Basically, if you don't think men should be in women's sports, it's a movie about what would happen if some washed up men decided to go take over women's sports. Uh, and we're part of the team, me and my brother and David Cohn from Craning Company. And it's got like, I, I'm just, the positivity that, that's come from it, I can't believe it, especially with the subject matter. But you have to have a Daily Wire Plus subscription. It's worth it. Uh, just Google Lady Ballers and you'll see. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a good time. Like I said, I'm just, I'm shocked. It's, it's been so uberly successful. And uh, go check it out if you haven't. It'll remind you kind of bench warmers. Dodgeball, that type of comedy, something that you haven't been able, nobody's made. Everybody's afraid to make that movie, so we just decided to make it. 
Jake, listener Mad Craft wants to know if you're the one who's throwing up an alley-oop in that movie. Yes, that's me. Yeah. You're throwing up an yeah. alley-oop. So, so uh, tell me about Jake. I don't know. Like, um, the only time I ever act in my life is when I'm trying to get Diesel to buy into something. Okay? That's the only time that I ever act. What is yeah. acting like if you've never done it before? Well, you know, look, we do a live show like you do. I, I think it's harder to do a live show now that I've done a movie than it is to act. I mean, look, it's 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 not easy, but uh, it, it's just like anything, right? And, and I think this is why sports is one of the, the great teachers of life is that, if you know, you, you know how to work with other people. You work hard. You dedicate yourself to something, and you believe in it, and you go out there and perform. You know, it's uh, it, there's a lot of parallels there. It's It's not – the most difficult thing to do in the world to me, especially with the role that I played, because there are some similarities, which when you meet us in the movie, that car, that car commercial, you're, you're going to trip, Mark. You're, you're absolutely going to trip. But um, <laughs> it, uh, I don't know. I don't know if y'all watch. You need to watch the trailer and then you'll text me. Watch the trailer and then you'll text me. And you'll absolutely lose your mind. Oh, I can't it was, wait. It was fun, man. I can't wait. I can't wait, Jake. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Congratulations on uh, all of your blessings. They're all well earned, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Well, I appreciate it, man, and uh, thank you guys as usual. All right, take care. Jay Crane, Crane and Company. I've acted before, Mark. Have you? Yeah, I was I was in a movie. Really? Yeah, I was in a movie. It never got released. That's the part that sucks. <laughs> and it was a good movie, and I will tell you later on in the show, because we're up against a break, what the premise and what my character was. D- now, Diesel's not going to like this. Were you in a movie if it wasn't released? Were I you- filmed <laughs> a movie. I filmed a movie. <laughs> okay. And I did my part after after my part was done. What happens to it after that is not on me. There you go. Uh, a hidden problem within the NFL that uh, maybe we're the only ones who recognize. We'll share that with you next. Here on Offsides, we are the Fan Upstate. So I was in a movie, Mark. It was a local production here in the upstate called Jeff and Joan. Uh, Paige from the Rise Guys Morning Show was in the movie. Paige is fantastic. And in this movie, uh, two people went out on uh, on separate internet dates. Like they met somebody online. They met met for coffee or, or a meal or whatever. And both of them had essentially simultaneous terrible dates. And instead of ending up with the person that they were on their original crappy dates with, right. they meet each other, oh. and then they go off and have their, have their oh. rom-com after that. But I, uh, my character, I was sitting down to a date with Paige, and my character was not impressed with Paige. My character. You're such a nice guy. Thought Listen I could to how do you're better. Describing this. Yeah, my character was not impressed. Meanwhile, I'm making eyes at, at, a, at a girl from across the bar who I think is cute. Well, she's the girl who's on the date with with Jeff. I'm on the date with Joan. She's on the date with Jeff. I make eyes at her and give the little wink, wink. Hey, let's uh, let's take off to the to the washroom and have a little makeout session. I get grabbed by the collar from the bouncer, thrown out into the streets, and, you know, there you go. That's That was my part in the movie. I was the heel who was a terrible date for Joan. 
so that she could have her meeting with Jeff. So, Diesel, I would ask you this. Uh, that's awesome. I don't know why that movie didn't get made. I'd watch it. Um, well, it got made. It just never got finished. He's Jake Crane really made me want to go see Lady Ballers now. Like, I, I actually really want to go see that. Uh, I didn't realize that he had an acting role in the movie yeah. until Mad Craft said the question that he did, hmm. our P1 listener. Uh, Diesel, uh, in terms of online dating, okay, Yeah. what would you say your success rate was back in the area of online dating? Me I'm not talking about success as in y you scored. I'm not talking yeah. about success. I I'm went out with. Success is you went out with again. Okay, two dates. Okay. Two dates is what you would consider success in an online dating scenario. Um, I would say, um, you know, out of the hundred percent of the total that you reached out to, not saying that you reach out to a hundred percent, yeah, but of the of the of the ones you did reach out to, you know, you're in that somewhere in that uh, you know fifty fifty range of of people you match with and respond and have a conversation with, and then you get down to fifteen percent that you actually meet in person. And then maybe I, I'm I'm a good date. I was a good date back in the day. So I, I think I probably went out with most of them a second time. But I, for most of them, that's as far as it went. Okay, so that's Diesel. Uh, listen, Diesel's batting average sounds like it was about like 600 in terms of getting the second date when he got the first one. I'm about I was about one out of three Diesel. You know, so if if we had a first date. One out of three, there would be a second date. I also wasn't stupid and took, uh, you know, tender dates to somewhere that's expensive and fancy. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't. You don't make that mistake. You don't spend that kind of scratch on a tender date. Uh, no, but but good on you for the success rate. Sounds like you did a better job vetting before the first date. Yeah, than I, I would did. have a long con, lots of conversation with first before trying to meet somebody there you go all right we've got the top five at five coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere it's offsides mark ryan and diesel and we are the fan upstate Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.